Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Coming up on NBA Today, you see John Morant has rejoined the Grizzlies at practice. This was moments ago. This is live. Take a look at Ja back with the team. He was back with the Grizzlies as of last night after serving an eight-game suspension. We will bring you his first comments as he speaks with reporters live on this show. That's coming up shortly. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Alongside the birthday girl, Chanae Agumake, Zach Lowe, Kendrick Perkins, I'm Malika yeah. Andrews. Happy birthday to you. All right, we're going to get into that in a little bit, a little bit later. As I mentioned, John Morant will be speaking live with reporters. We will bring you that as it comes in. But we're going to start with the Sixers and the Bulls because the 76ers' eight-game winning streak, it was snapped last night. But it took two overtimes to do it. So let's head there now. The Sixers hosting the Bulls. Joel Embiid, here's a fun fact for you, Chanae. He is the first player in Sixers history with 10 straight 30-point games. Wow. And Shaq as the second player in the shot clock era to do this on 50% shoot. A lot of Sixers legends, so that's some real history right there. Absolutely. I mentioned this took two overtime, so let's pick it up in the first. 45 seconds to play. The Bulls down by one at this point. DeMar DeRozan, usually the lone mid-ranger, not this time. Drives all the way to the hoop, gets it to go, ties it at 99. And then on the other end here, James Harden. He loses the ball here. DeMar DeRozan rips it from him. He struggled a little bit in this one. Five points and five turnovers. The game would go to double overtime. Remember how important I mentioned Joel Embiid is? Well, he's on the bench here after fouling out. So the Bulls are down by four at this point. DeMar DeRozan, once again, drives in, gets the layup to go. The Bulls down by two. And then this is the next Bulls possession here. DeRozan going to work. A little up and under action. And the foul. So a pair of Bulls free throws puts the Sixers down by two at this point. 18 seconds to play. James Harden going to work. Floats it out. Derek Jones Jr. rejects it. Tobias Harris gets a look. Can't quite get it to fall. The Bulls win 109-105. Let's take a listen to head coach Doc Rivers on James Harden after the game. He just didn't play well. I don't uh, think it's uh, them, uh, at least not tonight. Um, I thought he was hurting a little bit. Um, I thought our pace was so slow, uh, a lot of late clock possessions. And, you know, when we've done that this year, typically we have not won the game. Or if we've won the game, it's been like tonight where it comes down to the end. But that's not how we want to play. So James Harden, he's averaging 20 points, 10 assists per game for the fourth time in his career. Only Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robertson have done so more often. Zach Lowe, we talked a little bit about the 76ers yesterday, but I know you've been high on them recently. Their win streak is over, but over the course of it, eight games, what did we learn? Well, Joel Embiid is having the best offensive season of his career, and it's frankly almost not even close. He's shooting 55% from the floor, 58 percent on twos you can't stop him anymore the 13 foot jumper is automatic last night we learned I think what we all suspected though this team will go as far as James Harden and Joel Embiid can take them together Embiid is there every game when James Harden goes two of 14 with five turnovers 
they're not going to win, and they're going to need him to be consistently good. Maybe not great, mm -hmm. but good in the playoffs. Can I just shout out the Bulls real quick? Oh, yes. We're not going to talk about the Bulls. The Bulls are fifth in defense in the NBA. When they built a team around DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine, you couldn't imagine – They'd be fifth in defense. Right. Shout out to the Bulls. They should have more wins if they're fifth in defense. And also shout out to DeMar DeRozan because he said we are fighting for our life every day. This is the moment when mm -hmm. games really matter for teams. The Bulls are currently, I believe, 10th, which means they're in the play-in. They want to move their way up. And so that they had the stiff competition of Joel Embiid and James Harden. And I guess what you saw was a lot of game plans. Like, all right, how are we going to disrupt James Harden, who's the distributor to Joel Embiid? And you mentioned it, two for 14. That's not good enough for an offense that has really solidified themselves around those two, that dynamic, dynamic duo in Philly. Not to mention, you know, he played, what, 47 minutes, dealing with a little bit of foot snore, soreness, and that's not, never good. We don't want to hear that. Perk, what have you learned about these 76ers? Well, we talk about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We talk about Kyrie Irving and Luka, Clay and Steph, and all the top duos around the league. But what I learned about the 76ers is that they have the best damn duo in the league when it comes down to Joel Embiid and James Harden. And we're watching Joel Embiid go on the tear offensively. And yes, he has the skill set for us being able to put the ball in the basket. But let's talk about the guy who's leading the league in assists in James Harden. Hmm. Let's talk about how many easy looks Joel Embiid get, whether it's from the 13 to uh, from the midi area, like Shanae would say, or rolls to the basket for dunks. So when I look at what they've been doing over this eight-game span and I look at the other duos around the league that have been struggling and their team have been losing, including the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Joel Embiid and James Harden right now today are the best duo in the game of basketball. Best duo in the game of basketball, Zach? I mean, look, I, I think in the playoffs I'm still going Tatum and Brown, but it's close, and, and he's right. The chemistry between those two is exactly what Daryl Morey envisioned when he traded Ben Simmons and everything else for James Harden, when he hunted James Harden for two years. And Joel Embiid, part of the reason he's having the best offensive season in his career is he's being set up for four, five, six easier buckets than he was getting in prior years, and that's because James Harden is leading the league in assists. Mm -hmm. That's a given. That's James Harden, 2 of 14. That's not going to do it. Right. Well, the 76ers, they get another shot at the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. They had a chance yesterday to clinch the playoffs. We will see if they can do it. The performance of the night potentially goes to Julius Randle. The Knicks hosting the Timberwolves in this one, Shanae. I want to pick it up, though, in the third quarter. The Knicks down 11. They need every single one of these points from Julius Randle. This was a night where it's like, okay, he, he might actually touch 60. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he's shooting the ball this confidently, you know, especially from three, that he's feeling himself. He was filling Staff, himself Staff, man, and it did not let up. Look at this. He's herky-jerky, but it works to his advantage. And look at that. Get off me, bro. Hits the mid-range. Hits the mid-range. And then here later in the third, Ooh, Randall. I mean, like he what? stays hot. When someone one. dribbles that much, send the double, Malika. 52 points after three quarters. Had 26 in the third quarter, the most in a quarter in Knicks history. But two minutes left here. Timberwolves up by one now after some free throws. Torian Prince was on a heater of his own, Zach. Unsung hero for Minnesota this year. Everyone's always hurt there here in and out, and he's been one of the constant sort of gap fillers for them. Torian Prince, 8 of 8 from three-point land. Anthony Edwards was feeling that as well. But then on the other hand, Julius Randle, he did not let up today. I mean, and one son, but watch this right here. Randle gets the ball. Oh, no. That was an opportunity. Slow-mo. That was an opportunity. So despite the fact that Julius Randle was pushing 60, as you said. Yep. Torian Prince kept coming 
and the New York Knicks just can't quite get this done. You can see Julius Randle frustrated at this point when you throw the ball automatically. Yep. Some frustration bleeds over for Julius Randle as he heads to the bench there. Still chatting with the refs. And the Knicks fall to Minnesota 140-134. So I guess when, when you're looking at this style of play, Randall took more shots, Cheney, than the rest of the starters mm. combined. And every single one of his points was needed. But when we're looking at the postseason, which is where success is measured for the New York Knicks at this point, can they win with this style of play? I think a lot of people have questions about the Knicks just because this style of play suits more so the regular season, mm. that, you know, grind of an off a defense and all that type of stuff. But I think this matchup is actually more about the Timberwolves than it is about the Knicks. It was a great performance by Julius Randall, but I believe the mm. Timberwolves had seven guys in double figures. You're talking about a team that's just about to get their star players back, right? And you have guys like Conley going for 24 and 11 and then everyone else sort of stepping and rounding into form. I know we had, I feel like the Timberwolves were a team that we had great expectations at the start of the year. Zach did. Yeah. Zach was talking about how this the most important least in the West. And then now it looks like, okay, people seem to be a little bit more comfortable. Yes, it will be different to acclimate your stars back, but maybe this is a team that is playing their better basketball on at the like best time possibly. Mm. We'll see. They got to reintegrate a big piece in Carl Anthony Towns right. pretty soon, and that didn't go and slow at the beginning of the season. Anthony Edwards, fine. That, that, that's, that's an easy. <laughs> that, the, the Knicks, the Knicks are a battering ram. The Knicks just get to the paint, they get to the line, they get to the glass. It's not pretty, it's not sexy, it's not fancy, but it works. They've been a top six or seven offense for most of the mm-hmm. season. But when Julius Randle is cooking like that, I do get get little shakes, flashbacks to the playoffs mm. two seasons ago. When the, when the gas on the stove, when he was cooking, stopped working and all the jumpers turned into misses. Here's what's different this year, though. They have Jalen Brunson. They have a deeper and better team with Emmanuel Quickly and Josh Hart coming off the bench. They have more places they can go right. if those mid-range step backs and all those off-the-dribble jumpers aren't going in. Because, look, those get harder in the playoffs. The defenses are better. Perk, I know you're watching Mitchell Robinson. Why? And I was just looking, I was looking down at my phone to look at his box scores because I was looking at his minutes last night. He played 28 minutes. He has zero points and nine rebounds. And look, I'm not worried about his points. I'm worried about his mentality, right? And if the Knicks is, if the Knicks are going to advance and make a run in the postseason, they're going to have to get the best version of Mitchell Robinson. He's going to have to go up against the Evan Mobley and the Jared Allen. He's going to have to battle against a Brooke Lopez and the Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bobby Portis. He's going to have to probably go against a, a Robert Williams and a, and, and a Joel Embiid. And so my thing is with him is, is that he has to be the best version of himself that fits best for this team. And that's guy that's going to attack the boards on both ends of the floor, that's going to anchor the defense, that's going to be talking, communicate, being able to switch out, being able to be in the drop coverage. He's going to have to be that guy to do that. And I see time and time again, well, actually, when things get tight, Tom Thibodeau tend to go away from him late in the fourth quarter. Hmm. And so he has to get his mind right and get on the same page with Pete Tibbs and let Tibbs start to trust him. Oh, he's going to have his hands full tomorrow with Bam Adebayo as the Knicks look to bounce back hmm. from that loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Still to come on NBA Today, the latest on John Morant's potential return to action. Hear from him live as he meets with reporters for the first time since his suspension. Plus... Did you guys see this? Jalen Brown, he had some really interesting comments on his future in Boston yep. with the Celtics. Zach Lowe has some thoughts that you need to I do on that. <laughs> Plus, the Warriors, they finally 
They get a win on the road. I'm Throcking. sorry. Oh, we already well know. Done. Stop it. Well done. Kendrick Perkins on whether Golden State proved anything to him by being a banner. Rockets. <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. In Denver, how they were able to determine that, is that something that came up in your conversation? I just, I don't have an alcohol problem. Never had an alcohol problem. Uh, so I went there for consonant. Uh, to learn how to, you know, manage stress, cope with stress in, you know, a positive way. Um, instead of, you know, ways I've, you know, tried to deal with it before that, you know, caused me to make, you know, mistakes. So. You've been, you know, pretty outgoing in the past on social media. You said you like to pride yourself in a way of kind of showing the real job, you know, in that light. Do you still feel like you'll be able to be that person where you can go on Instagram live and still tweet, you know, as much as you used to before this incident? I won't be doing that at all. Me saying things, um, you know, actions speak very louder than words. So um, that's my main focus now. Um, obviously, you know, super excited to be back with my teammates. Um, you know, that's, you know, the main thing right now. So right now for me, it's just, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing and continuing to, uh, you know, go through my process of, you know, becoming, you know, a better me. Um, I feel like, you know, if I do that, not only will it help me, um, but it'll help, you know, everybody around me as well. What has been the most difficult part for you to accept out of all this? Um, being away. Um, obviously, you know, I made, you know, a terrible decision. Uh, plenty, you know, made many mistakes uh, in the past. Um, but, you know, being away from, you know, my team um, definitely, you know, what hurt me the most. Um, you know, I sent message to them, you know, apologizing and stuff. But, um, you know, it's better to, you know, talk to them in person. So finally being able to be back to do that um, definitely, you know, helps me out a lot and, you know, make me a lot more comfortable. John, when you, um, Gentleman is a big issue here in Memphis as a superstar point guard here on the team. Several kids look up to you. What is the message that you want to give out to them? Uh, I don't condone it, any type of violence at all. John, you've been, beyond what happened, you, you and your friends have been accused of a couple of things that do involve a gun. Do you and wouldn't say a gun problem, but is there an issue that has to be addressed within you and your in your circle? No, not at all. Do you feel like you still like with your platform you can 100% be John Morant that you you know want to be? I'm always be John. I won't change you know for anybody. 
Um, only problem with me right now is, you know, just getting into, you know, a space mentally that, you know, I'm very comfortable in and, you know, I feel good at it. Um, that's why I made the decision to, you know, take the time away um, and, you know, go to counseling and that helped me learn, you know, a lot of things. Did you sense this before the incident in Denver that this would become a problem? Um, stress level been, has becoming a problem. Um, you know, I considered it, but, you know, I was, you know, back and forth. Um, pretty much, you know, kind of afraid to, you know, leave the team. Um, but, you know, I felt that it was needed, and it, it definitely helped me out a lot. John, there's nothing illegal about going to clubs when you're on the road. Uh, not the first NBA player to do, to do it, not the last. Can you continue going out as much as you do? And, and like you said, keep the main thing the main thing. Is that a focus? Is keeping the main thing the main thing. So clubbing and all is not on my mind at all right now. John, how much were you? How much were you able to work out and just physically? I know you're working on mental, but uh, how much were you able to work out physically? And what do you have to do to get the steps to get back to, to peak performance? Uh, not much, man. So you know, that's why you know I've been taking this time. You know, since I've got back very seriously, and you know, getting back into you know physical shape to be able to go out there and help my teammates. Um, I've been doing a lot of conditioning and stuff since I've been back. So um, it's pretty much just, you know, getting that feel back, getting back in, you know, rhythm. Um, that's um, going to decide, you know, when I get back on the floor. John, what was the like, accepting, like, your role in some of this stuff? Was that when you talked about the Pacers stuff before, you were like, you didn't do anything wrong. When now you talk about how you actually had some role, just generally putting yourself in the place. I said I had a role, but I didn't say anything about doing anything wrong still. So all those cases is sealed, so I can't speak on those cases. So When you have situations. When I have my time to, everybody would know the actual truth in every incident that I've been in. When you have the situations where your mom calls Why does the seal prevent you from talking you know about court cases? I do. There you go. John, with everything that you've been through this when it first happened, did you ever for once ponder the idea that you could have lost all of this as hard as you've worked your whole life to get to this point? How much of that went through your mind? Um, I think I said that, you know, in the interview with Jalen Rose, that, you know, now, you know, having that time away, you realize what's at stake, what you got to lose. And I said before that I realized that, and, you know, I said it again for you for your answer. Hey, John, at any point you feel that you might not come back this year, you know, why the uh, investigation was going on? Did you, have any, did you have any fear that there was a likelihood that you couldn't come back while you was out when you didn't know? That wasn't on my mind at all. What's the only mean? thing that was on my mind was, you know, getting in a better space, like I said, mentally for me. Um, that's the number one thing, you know, being, you know, healthy as possible uh, in all areas of life. What's it going to be like tomorrow when you get to play? What's that? You can't have a sense of you thought about what that's going to be like and the reception um, you're going to get? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I feel like, you know, that's another thing that's, you know, has been tough for me. Um, you know, yesterday going out with the team, um, early on, you know, I kind of, you know, felt uncomfortable. Um, kind of feel the same way right now. So I'm going to have my, you know, my time to, you know, process everything. And, you know, like I said to him before, um, you know, once I feel like, you know, I'm back in rhythm and in good condition to go back out there, um, you know, I'll be out there. What does that leave doubts tomorrow, about tomorrow night? Are you going to play tomorrow night? Um, still in there. What do you want to come to with? Um, a lot of things. Um, it's a lot, man. Um, 
a lot of people don't know what's you know going on. Uh, you know, not in my shoes right now with you know everything that's been going on as of late. Um, obviously, you know, it's still you know I take like I said, take responsibility for you know decisions I've made um, that pretty much you know hurt me to the core. Um, you know, not like I said, it not only affected me, but it affected everyone around me, my family, this organization, my teammates, and. Um, caused me not to be out there on the floor, uh, which, you know, one thing I, you know, I love to do the most is, you know, play basketball. So um, it's a lot. But, you know, like I said before, it's an ongoing process, you know, with everything I've been doing the past two weeks. And you know, I'm going to continue to do that to, you know, get through everything I need to to be healthy. Joe, we got one all, more. Jeff. How are your parents handling it? Is he going to be courtside? It, it was courtside yesterday. So I feel like that was your answer right there. He'll never leave me. None of them. Is two weeks enough to clear this up? Clear two, weeks of, up. two weeks of counseling, two weeks away from the team. Is it enough to clean up what you uh, went I through? I think I pretty much answered that in the first question. Um, I said it's an ongoing process, so I feel like they're going to answer right there. Thanks, Thank thanks you. Jeff. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. So that was John Morant speaking mm. with reporters for the first time since his eight-game suspension for conduct that was detrimental to the league. A, a couple of things, you know, Jaw not saying conclusively whether or not he's going to play tomorrow, that he didn't get to do much basketball, understandably, while he's away, so he needs that time to ramp up a little bit. Um, and being away, he said, was the worst part. He said he sent messages apologizing to his teammates but thought that that was better to do in person. There, there was a lot there that Jaw addressed. Kendrick, what stood out to you? Well, he talked about how uncomfortable he feel at times, like being back in the in the, in the facility, and you have that uncomfortable feeling because you you embarrassed and you embarrassed by mm -hmm. your actions. But this is the hard part, right? He got the hard part out of the way. The hard part is actually, you know, getting back those first couple of days, having to address the media, having to answer the questions. Now it's the easy part. It's getting back to playing basketball. It's getting back to being in that sanctuary. As a hooper, as a basketball player, a former basketball player, it's nothing like getting back on the floor and just playing the game that you love. You're not, you don't have to worry about anything else besides the game. And here's another thing. I'm happy the way that he answered those questions because when I listened to Ja and I watched Ja, it didn't seem that he was lacking confidence or things to that nature. And you still want him to keep that edge that he has because that's what got him to this point. Mm -hmm. So look, the hard part is gone. He addressed the media. He's back. Now all of a sudden he just got to get back his rhythm and get back on the court and we just need to move forward and watch this guy play basketball. I completely hear you that basketball, that's the, the reprieve that comes next. The, the hard part that he still has to deal with, right, is the continued work that he talked about. That two weeks, 10 days away from the team, Cheney, that's not necessarily enough for lasting, sustained change, but it's the first step that now he's going to try to continue hand in hand with what, what he's describing as one of the most important things to him, which is being on the court. Yeah, Perk talked about the first takeaway that I had, that he was uncomfortable, and this is a departure from the jaw that we've known and loved on the court, being emotional and happy and smiling and making those highlights. Mm -hmm. we, he understands the gravity of this situation, and so rightfully so, he is uncomfortable because this is a position he probably 
probably never hope to be in, right? But the second takeaway that I had was what you mentioned, that continued process. He said ongoing process of him learning how to better himself. And I think it comes down to one word. It's balance. He's trying to find the right balance of being himself, as Perk said. Uh, you know, he said, I will always be John. Keep that edge. But also bettering himself. And he mentioned that, you know, his actions have consequences. And he mm -hmm. was very specific to say, I'm not condoning violence. And I thought that was very important to hear. But the last thing I think that really... Um, I heard in a unique way was just that the hardest part was being away from the team and that showed that he knows exactly what is at stake because I mean I started playing basketball when I was 10 mm -hmm. years old we've been playing basketball you know for most of our lives and when that's gone and everything that comes with it mm. is gone I think that's the biggest thing that will humble you and I was glad he mentioned that as well yeah John Morant is 23 years old you know uh, we have to remember that. He's a young kid exposed to a pretty interesting, remarkable life at an early age. Mistakes are going to happen. It's an ongoing process, like you said. I don't know what else he was supposed to say today. I think the three of us up here probably could have scripted out a lot of what he said. John Morant is famous because he's a great basketball player, because he does spectacular things on the court. He's a popular teammate because of the way he plays. He's unselfish. He cuts. He passes. He brings his teammates mm -hmm. with him. He doesn't exist outside of him. It's not Ja and the Jaettes or Ja and the supporting cast or whatever. And he's famous in the end because all of that leads to winning. And as long as they keep winning, John Morant's life will be okay. This, this happened because it interfered with their team and with their winning. So he's right. The words don't matter. The actions matter. And we'll see it on the court because if the Grizzlies are humming and winning and talking trash like they always do, I think the progress will be there. Mm. Absolutely. And here's another thing. Like, my advice to Ja is that don't worry about, you know, the outside noise at this moment. Just worry about the people that matters, and that's the guys in the locker room and your family. Because, again, in this world of social media, and I'm glad he pointed this out that he's going to be off of social media because that could mess with your mentality as well. But at the end of the day, you're going to be judged regardless. And we all are working on ourselves in some type of form or fashion that's not out there in the public. Like, we all probably got some skeletons in our closet that we're trying to correct in our lives, so nobody is perfect. So I think that him getting back on the floor, him going back out there and having one of those 40 pieces and those highlights is going to completely change the narrative. This is not the first time that we didn't see the superstar go through something and then all of a sudden they bounce back and all of a sudden they become the hero again. So, again, I'm happy he got that part out the way, addressing the media, coming, walking back into the facility. Now we're just ready to see Ja back on the floor doing Ja Morant-type things, right. the dark side. Yeah, the road to normalcy in some ways. That it, it looks a little bit different now, mm -hmm. probably for John Moran as he continues to look around and see how he can, what you said, Kendrick, better himself and continue to work towards a place where he doesn't feel the need to put that out there. But the Grizzlies, they need him. Take a look at their upcoming schedule here. Uh, this season, Memphis is 34-19 and 19 without John Morant. He did not commit to playing Wednesday against the Rockets, but he also did not rule that out. So we will be seeing John Morant back on the court after serving that eight-game suspension coming up here soon. Still to come on NBA Today, Jalen Brown. He had some really interesting quotes on his Celtics future, so we're going to get to that shortly. You do not want to miss it. Stay tuned. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We have some sad news to get to on NBA Today. Basketball Hall of Famer and Knicks legend Willis Reed has died, according to the National Basketball Retired Players Association. He was 80 years old. And Reed played all 10 of his NBA seasons in New York. He was one of the game's most dominant big men of his era. He was a seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA member, and he captained the Knicks to their only two NBA titles in 1970 and 1973. But the moment that he's always going to be remembered for. It was Game 7 of the 70 Finals against the Lakers when after suffering a torn muscle that kept him out of game six, he limped out of the tunnel and onto the court to an absolutely thunderous ovation. And ultimately, he led the Knicks to a 113-99 win over Los Angeles. Now, Reed said later on his decision to suit up that night, quote, I didn't want to have to look at myself in the mirror and 20 years later and say, I wish I had tried to play. Rest in peace, Willis Reed. You will be missed. Joining us now on the phone is Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., we're talking about a giant here who left a, a huge legacy. What are your thoughts? Well, without question, you know, my heart goes out to his family and loved ones and to Knicks Nation. Obviously, he's synonymous with championships, which is something that's pretty much been foreign to us as Knicks fans for over the last half century. Uh, we all know I'm a native of New York, and I'm a diehard Knicks fan, and I was two and a half years old at the time uh, that he did what he did in terms of walking out of that tunnel after injuring his thigh in game five, missing game six, uh, to come out there, that tunnel in game seven, um, to that raucous crowd, you just knew that the moment would be different, uh, that his excellence, his greatness would be needed uh, just from an inspirational perspective and to walk onto the court and to hit his first jumper and then his second jumper. And those were the only two baskets of the entire game seven that he scored. The New York Knicks were up 29 points in the first half of that game. They ended up winning uh, winning their first ever championship. He was synonymous with championships. He was synonymous with sacrifice um, and doing what it took to win, not just on behalf of himself, his teammates, the organization, but Knicks fans everywhere. And that's why he'll always hold this very, very special place in all of our hearts. And we're sad today to know that he's gone. Stephen A., very well put. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1982, seven-time All-Star in 10 seasons. Stephen A., thank you for joining us. NBA Today will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's been a contingent of people that have talked about breaking you guys up, trading one of you. I couldn't imagine why you wouldn't want to have two of the best players on your team. There's not a lot of guys in NBA like JV. We won way more games together than we lost. We're both still very far from our prime. All right, my friends, let's go back. It's June 16th, 2022. The Warriors, they beat the Celtics to win their fourth championship in eight years. But since that moment, Boston has had its sights set on returning to the finals and eventually raising banner number 18 to the Raptors at TD Garden. But those chances, we all know this, they hinge on the play of their all-star duo, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And Brown is arguably in the midst of his best season of his career, and he has his sights set couple of weeks he's done a lot of interviews expansive interviews one with the New York Times and then today a profile on him in the ringer that was published and it covers everything from his social activism to his future in Boston take a listen to this quote he said I don't know this is about his future as long as I'm needed it's not up to me We'll see how they feel about me over time, and I feel about them over time, and hopefully, whatever it is, it makes sense. But I will stay where I'm wanted, I will stay where I'm needed, and treated correct. Now, I would be remiss not to say that this is within the context of a very long article that is very nuanced. He talks about how this is a business, how he understands that, how he is raised in the South to go through the front door, anyone who goes in the back door is shady. I encourage you to read the whole thing. But that's an interesting quote there, Zach. What, what made you prick your ears up? Well, I mean, to me, treated correct and where I'm wanted is, is he's approaching free agency again, potentially after next season. But even more importantly, he's extension eligible this offseason. Right. And it doesn't make any sense for him, as the rules are currently constructed, to sign an extension with Boston. Now... If he makes All-NBA, which is the thing that's hovering over this, the math changes. You can see it up there. He becomes eligible for that Supermax, which I think no player has turned down a Supermax. Mm -hmm. So I think Boston is probably rooting for him to make All-NBA or for changes to the CBA to happen, the collective bargaining agreement to happen before this summer, which is possible, and they would be able to offer him more money than it's indicated there than that four years, $165 million extension in July. So there's a lot of complex variables hovering over all of this. But, yeah, Boston is going to have to make a decision soon, and Jalen Brown's going to have to make a decision soon. Does he value security if it's offered to him, if he makes All-NBA, which is a whole separate issue? Mm-hmm. Or does he value the ability to choose his own team if he wants to like look around at what's available for him? Perk, you're a resident Celtic. What do you make of this? Well, it's two things. One, we have to continue to realize that Jalen Brown has an old soul. He is a, he is an 
he is a leader, right? When it comes down to him leading for social justice, speaking out, he's one of the leaders when it comes down to the Players Association. He is a vocal leader. He's very mature for his age. He know what the hell he's talking about. So I applaud him when he step out and he do these podcasts and he speak out and he speak his mind freely about what's going on, not only in basketball, but what's going on in the real world. Secondly, we have to realize this. He is averaging a career high in points and rebounds this season and he continued to fall under the shadows of Jason Tatum. Now, is that a bad thing? No. But we never, including myself, really give him his just due when he have those spectacular performances. We don't see the social media uh, uh, social media blowing up or blowing out of proportion when he drop a 50-piece. We don't value him enough, and I think he sees that at times. And he's starting to wonder or starting to think, mm. do the Celtics recognize that as well? And rightfully so, like Zach just talked about. His contract is coming up. How much do you value him? Do you value what he brings to the table? He is tied for 10th in scoring right now with Trey Young for his league leaders in points per game. So another quote perk that's making the rounds on social media is in the wake of Kevin Durant asking for a trade, Jalen Brown's name was out there quite a bit. And this is a quote that he gave the ringer. He said, KD and JT, they're friends. They're working out together and whatnot. So I wasn't sure what that energy was. I wasn't sure what the direction of the organization was. So within the story, they also talk about he, the, the reporter spoke to Brad Stevens, who said that they had a, a meeting after the, his name was out in these talks and they all got on the phone Jason Tatum Brad Stevens Jalen Brown and they talked about the fact that no we're not going to trade you but we needed to clear the air on this it, this is an interesting thought to kind of get the curtain peeled back on though today because we don't get to see this this kind of discourse very often yeah and mm. I do like this because one it's honest and I think it's good and honestly is like that's exactly what you want you want someone in the front office to pair with another person that's considered the number one option on that team yeah. and say hey what's this situation and say hey we're deciding to go with this because this is what's best for us now. Now, we all know that there are circumstances where that could have changed, but today, this is where we are on this three-way phone call. I think this all comes down to JB trying to understand or make a decision based off of, does he want to be a number one option, which he fully is capable of? There's 30 teams in the NBA. He's giving you 27 and 7 and I think like three or four assists. We all know that like when you hit that 26, 27-year-old age, if you don't mm -hmm. have a championship, it's like, let me see what happens when I'm the number one option. But the thing that is in the back of your mind is we just made it to the NBA Finals. We are a homegrown team that has developed our talent and, you know, we've matured into superstars and done it the right way, similar to the way we talk about the way the Warriors sort of grew up. Don't we want to see this through, too? Mm. He's, he's in a difficult position, but it's a great position because he's done everything he needs to to really, um, you know, capitalize on this moment. Tie it all together. Two things. Um, if the Celtics were ever interested in trading for Kevin Durant and including Jalen Brown, and I'm not saying they were, it's because of all this stuff we're talking about, would he leave? Do we need to be afraid that he's going to leave in two years? Second thing, this all comes down to winning on the court. Let's see what happens yeah. in the playoffs. The top of the East is really competitive this year. If the Celtics lose in the second round after losing the finals the way they did, they have to ask themselves internally some hard questions about their roster and how to tweak it going forward, and that could be almost anything other than trading Jason Tatum. 
Brown and Tatum, they played 429 games together. That includes the playoffs. That's the ninth most among active players. Jalen Brown is actually scheduled to join our show later this week, so we'll get to chat with him a little bit more about all of this. Still to come on our show today, though, John Morant, he returned to practice for the first time today. We will go to Memphis Live and check in with reporter Tim McMahon, who was there speaking to Ja in person. Welcome back to NBA Today. We revisit some sad news. Basketball Hall of Famer and Knicks legend Willis Reed has died, according to the National Basketball Retired Players Association. And following his playing career, he worked with the New Jersey Nets. And I want to bring in Bobby Marks for more, because, Bobby, you describe him as a mentor of yours. Can you share a little bit more about your relationship? Yeah, Malika, he was my first boss. I mean, he's the guy who took a chance on a 22-year-old kid out of Marist College who had really no basketball experience at all who played football in college and he he was my mentor for the two to three years that he was still the GM in um, in New Jersey and uh, he was a friend um, he was a father figure to me when my dad passed away in 2010 um, I remember when I first got hired by the Nets in, in 1996 I went home and told my dad and uh, he loved the Knicks growing up and he was so thrilled that I got the opportunity to to work with a, a legend uh, like Willis and um, probably one of the kindest um, men that you'll ever know. Um, he always carried a blue Sharpie around with him mm. and a stack of pictures. And what he always would do is he would always sign autographs for anybody. He would never say no to anybody here. And uh, he was a great man. He was a great hunter. <laughs> there were times we would we wouldn't know where Willis would be. That was back when cell phones weren't regular things, and he would be in the woods hunting here. And uh, uh, the world lost a um, you know certainly a great basketball player, but certainly a, a better per better person today. Bobby, thank you so much for sharing that story and for joining us here on NBA Today. Willis Reed was 80 years old. We also are reacting to Ja Morant returning to practice with the Memphis Grizzlies today. This is the first time since his eight-game suspension that he has been back with the team and on the court. You can see him there. This was earlier today at practice. Joining us now is reporter Tim McMahon, who is in Memphis and was at Ja Morant's first meeting with reporters since that eight-game suspension. Tim, what did you learn today? What stood out to you? Well, one thing that John Morant wanted to make clear is he does not believe he has an alcohol problem. I tried to ask how alcohol had influenced his decision-making. He interrupted that question, says, I don't got an alcohol problem, never had an alcohol problem, and made it clear that's not the reason that he went to the counseling facility in Florida. Now, John did say that the counseling is an ongoing progress, or process, rather, and, you know, he admitted that he's really uncomfortable about for example, what the reaction might be even from the home fans here. This is, I think we have to remember, this is a 23-year-old young man who it's not like he grew up with a spotlight on him. He didn't really become famous until he was with the, you know, with the Grizzlies in the NBA. Uh, I think that he has certainly enjoyed celebrity uh, to excess and, and, and probably too transparently. Um, and, and now he's dealing with the harsher side of being a celebrity. And, you know, for somebody who has acknowledged that he was struggling to deal with stress, you know, this is a different type of stress. And, again, he says 
He is going to continue to undergo counseling, and certainly throughout the Grizzlies organization, it isn't just, hey, Jaw's back, let's go. They realize that he's somebody who's going to need uh, a lot of help and, and a lot of understanding uh, as he returns to play this season and going forward in the future. John Moran also said that he wasn't sure whether or not that he would be available to play in Wednesday's game. But then Taylor Jenkins added that he anticipates that Jaw will make his return in, on Wednesday against the Rockets. Tim McMahon, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Still to come, we've got a treat for Kyrie Irving, the birthday boy. A little top of the top, best of Kyrie on his 31st birthday. You're watching NBA Today, presented by American Express. NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Let's check out last night's one top play brought to you by Uber One, Kyrie Irving. He just had this amazing finish against the Grizzlies last night. Take a look at this. Gets going, Ooh. a little spin under the rim. Ooh. Kyrie Irving on full display last night. So we got a little bit excited. Kyrie's birthday is Thursday, but we're going to celebrate it a little bit early with a very what? special top of the top <laughs> brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. We start with a little bit of, can we call this vintage Kyrie? There's so many Kyries. I mean, like, okay, that's filet Kyrie. Look at the flick of the wrist. Look at the wrist right there. What? Okay, Ooh. up and under. What is time anyway? You know? Don't, like don't get today, me started. Thursday, it's all time is, we have like three minutes left in the show. That's, <laughs> that's what I know. And then we have Kyrie in 2015 against the Spurs yeah. here. Was this when he put up 50-something against them? He has a 50-piece in San Antonio. I bet this is that game. This probably is. Ooh-wee. It's 57, the 57, 57. I mean, like, just cooking. Tiago Splitter didn't need that today. Come no, on. he what, did what, not. <laughs> and then we have 2017 Kyrie up against oh. Malcolm Brogdon, the current, current no. Celtic versus former Celtic. How about the Mecca court, by the way? <laughs> Do you like this? Is, is this Zach Lowe approved? Oh, my God. Yes, the okay. Mecca court is, the Mecca court is I know, there. I know. You're like, you know, the highest critic of courts, but like that's been moved. Courts and jerseys. As there is no one more critical than Zach Lowe. It's sad. Correct. And then Actually. we got to bring it a little closer to present day. 2021 Kyrie. Ooh. Okay. Okay. He's like, I don't know if that makes my top list. But what if I try to do this? Oh. Yeah. See yeah. why? When, when, anytime you channel MJ, it feels like very true. Any, how know. are the the Nets jerseys are involved in both clips? The same crazy tie-dye style jerseys. Well, and then we have a top of the top. Cheney, uh -oh. uh -oh. the birthday what? girl. Is that Look an M one? That's not an M one. No, I don't know if it is, but it's like almost a volleyball roll. Get you with the oh, up in M one, please. A Let's little, go. No, no calls top for you. Of the top birthday. Wait, no call. Yeah, the refs. No calls. I don't know. It's a love hate relationship. We'll have Richard suit up and Ooh, rep I like one that of your games. Pump, though. I think you got Cheney, an M one right there. We love you. Thank happy, <laughs> happy birthday. We want to. We celebrate Aww. you every day. But Aww. today the crown is yours. This is you guys know I love this. We know you love a crown moment. Oh my moment. god. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. I love you all. What do you want for your birthday? Uh, 
I just want to feel, I had no rocket <laughs> help as well. Honestly, I'm so grateful. You guys are like the literal best. And I'm, this is like perfect. Wait, what? What's you that? You look like you're supposed to like say you, you pray for world peace. Like world you look like you peace, just won the Miss the economy, Something pageant. Everything great. No, but really, like this is truly family. Come here, girl. <laughs> no, I'm a crier on TV. I'm a crier on TV, so don't don't make me don't make me do right, that. Hey, but hey, we birthday, appreciate birthday. you. Don't drop okay. the We oh, oh, you see the birthday girl. Birthday girl. Thank you guys. Take the style. Take the girl. Birthday girl in the building. Is that oh, that? Don't you know you have to fix the girl without letting her know it's crooked? Come on, Zach. No, I don't want he to. He doesn't know eating on TV. Take before. it. Okay. Uh, can I get no, a little one? No, it's a little one, but it's okay. Oh, it's a ring. I, the save, little one? We got some bling, save baby. Me, save me two. I love it. Perk, I'll send you save some. Save me two. Sorry, oh, save him two. Yeah, save me two. I think two. we can arrange Sorry, that. Perk. That's going to do it for us on this very special Chanae Day version of NBA Today. We appreciate you, birthday girl. Chine Thank you. Day. Wow. Every day, Chine Chine day. baby. Every day, wow. Chine day. NFL Live is coming up. <laughs> we will see you tomorrow. Love you all. Oh, I told you. I told you.